0: working somewhere that is toxic can cause major challenges if you feel stuck or unsure if your workplace has become harmful tune into today's episode to uncover 10 different signs you may not have even noticed it's time to face the reality of the environment you're working in tired of staying in your career because of everyone else's expectations frustrated by the curveballs life has thrown your way unsure of how to navigate the journey ahead? If you said yes, say hello to your new hangout. Welcome to the Reinvention Warrior podcast. I'm your host, Susie Q. Just like you, I was desperate to leave my 16-year career while also navigating major life hurdles. Rather than be a victim, I faced my fears, created a plan, and took action. I overhauled my life and successfully left corporate now it's your turn this is the place where your determination takes center stage you'll learn strategies to navigate the chaos and your transformation will be unleashed it's time to armor up ladies we are warriors let's blaze our own path working in a toxic workplace looks really different for each and every one of us And the truth is that sometimes we don't even recognize the signs and it takes someone on the outside looking in to help you identify that these are actually signs that the environment and space that you work in or the people that you work for are causing Issues for you or are creating maybe even a hostile work environment because let's be real sometimes there are hostile work environments and so I hope that these signs that I'm about to share with you are really helpful for you so number one one of the biggest signs that I remember when I worked in a workplace that started to turn toxic was you start to hear things through the what I call, air quote, the grapevine versus hearing things directly from the leadership or the management team, right? So other people start to inform you of things that are going on or that they've heard. And let's be honest, the grapevine is not necessarily the greatest resource. A lot of the times it's not necessarily reliable However, usually if there's something coming through that network of people, it can mean that something truly is going on or something along those lines of whatever you've heard might actually have some truth to it. So it's worthwhile to investigate and see what it is that they're referring to. But I truly believe that that network through the grapevine speaks volumes because usually there's a little sliver of truth in it and it's an unfortunate way to sometimes find things out when you are not hearing things directly from the management team and it's really important to know what is going on and the facts of situations and the grapevine can turn into a gossip situation and we definitely don't want that. So it looks bad both ways. So if you start hearing things through the grapevine or you stumble across information from random resources, it might be a sign that your workplace is toxic or turning toxic. Number two is there are rules that are being enforced for some people in your workplace, but not for others. Maybe there's a sense of favoritism or gender, you know, gender-based biases. It is really something that we can see that, hey, you know what, things are not happening fairly, equitably, rules are not enforced, you know, across the board for all of us in the same way, and that really can um, deflate you, you know, and that can create an environment of unfairness. And so one of the examples I could think of specifically as I was outlining today's episode was there was this one particular scenario at my workplace that there was a male manager that was given so much flexibility to attend to his family needs, yet a woman manager was absolutely shunned for asking for flexibility to attend to her family needs. And they were on the same level. They were, you know, both at management levels. And why was it afforded to a male colleague and not to a female colleague? Why was she shunned like that? You know, that was a very unfair. And the rules were just not consistent. And so you never know if things are not consistent. Like, do I even ask for permission? Because in seeing this scenario unfold in front of me, I'm not even going to want to ask for permission for things. So it just feels unfair and it's just not equitable. And the enforcement of things is just not um, easy to see across the board. It's just not consistent. That's really the bottom line is that it's not consistent. And so rules apply to different people at different levels or different genders or there's just favoritism because maybe they have similar um, roles or they don't have similar roles. And that shouldn't be the case. If we're an ethical organization, rules need to be the same across the board. Are there special scenarios or certain circumstances, emergencies even? Absolutely. And we might have to tailor things accordingly, but it does not mean that the general rule of thumb doesn't apply to everybody. We should all get the same fair treatment. So number three is reorganization, meaning, hey, you know, this whole department got, you know, moved over into this department or we're gonna switch people around. So either reorganization like that is happening or there's a really high amount of turnover. And so either people are getting fired or they're silently quitting air quotes, or silently being let go. I've seen all of these things. And so that's a really clear sign that something's going on in the background and creating a toxic workplace. Number four is the expectations vary greatly for similar types of roles or functions. So again, that comes back to the equity conversation is like, if we have the same Like I'll use my role, for example, I was an analyst. So if we have five analysts, shouldn't we all be doing similar type roles and functions and job responsibilities? And so if you find that one is very extreme compared to other positions like that, then there's something not right going on. It's either at a department level or at an organizational level. So that's something to be aware of. Number five is... Inconsistency is rampant, and I mean a little bit of what I've already touched on, but rules, expectations, leadership does or doesn't show up like things are like a yo yo, right? Up and down and all over the place. And so, inconsistency is just like the only constant thing, it's just happening all the time. There is no you can't have dependability, and that just does not feel good. That does not feel comfortable, especially if we're in these, what we have been told are secure jobs. Inconsistency doesn't make you feel very secure. So is that something that you're experiencing at your employer? And then number six is what is said in public does not match what is said privately. So that can look like things such as employee announcements, you know, customer town hall meetings, um, sessions with the public. And so you hear things said one way in public but then behind closed doors, it's something else and the messaging does not align. That's a major red flag and that's something that I personally experienced and was highly frustrated by. Number seven, your personal values are compromised based on other people's personal agendas. This one's a a tough one. I actually had a specific situation occur, and you know me, I like to be vulnerable and transparent here and share my experiences with you because I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, my experience is so off the wall that no one else has ever experienced it. Maybe it's just me and then we start blaming ourselves and I don't want you to go through that. So for me, what happened and I don't know if this is the right term, so don't get mad at me for using it, but it's just what for some reason comes to mind and when I express it to someone else, they kind of came up with this verbiage of how to explain the experience I had, but it was almost reverse discrimination. And it was the strangest thing, but it happened and it really pissed me off. But I remember at one point I had asked for flexibility in my schedule and I had asked to just modify my work hours because I had seen it happening in another department. Um, and I was told in that situation that I am in leadership and I am a white woman and Because of that, it wasn't a good idea to allow me to have that flexibility or to modify my schedule. And I was so, I think I was more shocked than anything else. And the only thing I could come back with in the moment, you know how it's like after the fact, you really wish you would have said all these other things. And in the moment, they just don't come to you. And I was like, well, actually, I'm Latina. Like, I am a Hispanic woman And you're judging me based on the color of my skin or because I have blonde hair. At the time, I had blonde hair, you know. And I was just being judged based off of that and not, what about my credentials? What about all the reviews that I've gotten that demonstrate all this high-level work and amazing things that I've accomplished and delivered to this agency, right? Like, none of those things got taken into account. None of those things were considered, And that was very frustrating, but it was almost like a reverse discrimination situation where it was like, oh, well, we're going to judge you based off of, you know, your gender, your skin color, your hair color, and people just make assumptions and they're going to think like you got these special perks. When in fact, no, I worked really hard to get where I'm at and none of that is being taken into consideration. So when you sense that you know your personal values are being compromised because of what someone else believes or is judging, that's a big no-no in my book. And then number eight is you recognize that politics are driving the decisions of the organizations instead of you know, what's going to serve the greater good or do we have an honest approach to being transparent and having integrity? And for me, this was another thing that I experienced uh, during my career. And essentially what that did for me was seeing that happen unfold In the background, it was creating a distrust for me and government entities because I got to really see the behind the scenes and then I saw how they spoke in front of everybody and what happened behind closed doors was just not in alignment. It just did not match and that was really frustrating. And then um, scenarios where maybe a politician makes an outlandish request somehow they were always accommodated and at the expense of our customers which to me is highly unethical so that was also you know conflict for me as far as values go but then it made it it made it appear that everything was just politically driven and that was not acceptable to me we need to be fair we need to be honest we have to lead with integrity and be transparent And if you're experiencing those things, then that just means that what else are they doing that you don't know about, right? Like that's where my mind started to go. It's like, well, what else do I not know about that they might be doing to me or to my colleagues? And that's not okay. So it's really another one of those big red flags that we need to pay attention to. Then number nine is boundaries that you have set are constantly being broken or ignored. And this could be personal or professional. It might look like, you know, your working hours are just not being um, respected. Accessibility after work hours is not being respected. And another big one, which, again, I experienced this as well, is you're being contacted even though you're on a leave. It could be a medical leave, a personal leave, a maternity leave. It doesn't matter what it is, right? But you are literally on a leave and you are still being contacted to, let me pick your brain on something or, you know, what's going on with XYZ on this project or thing that you're working on before you left on leave. Like, There are boundaries that should not be broken and even legally should not be broken, but if they are being ignored, that's something that you need to really be paying attention to. And then number 10 is perks, bonuses, opportunities, and so on, right? This list can go on, but they're just not offered consistently across the board, maybe not ethically across the board, um, and there's just not that consistency. Back to what I was saying earlier, inconsistency is just rampant. And that can show up in these areas where, hey, you get an extra perk because, you know, your favorites was so-and-so manager. And sure, maybe if you're that person receiving it, it feels nice, but it sucks when you're not being included in that. And it's also not okay when you realize like, hey, why am I getting this and someone else isn't, like, what's going on with that? So these are just 10 things that I really think are clear indicators as to whether or not you are in a workplace or your job is becoming toxic. Maybe it's the employer itself, or it could be stuff going on at the employee level. But this really indicates that, you know what, this is a place where It's becoming toxic, maybe not all of these apply, maybe only a couple of these apply, or maybe even just one. But it's something for you to be aware of because we cannot just live in denial. We cannot just pretend that this is not happening around us. So it's really important for you to recognize that and then just make an evaluation of like, how bad is it? It's something that you can't ignore and something that you have to just pay attention to. So I just want to make sure that you keep that in the back of your mind. And the truth of the matter is that if you do recognize these signs are popping up for you, then please remember that you are not required to stay somewhere that has this toxic behavior happening. I... In an upcoming episode, I'm going to get a little bit more candid with you about some experiences a client of mine had and some of my own experiences, and I just want to remind you that you have options. You do not have to stay stuck. You do not have to be miserable. You do not have to hate life and your career and all the things that are happening around you. You have options and there is a way out. So I want you to just be aware of that. That's why I'm delivering these episodes to you is so that you recognize and say, oh my gosh, this is me. You're describing my workplace. You're describing my experience. Please help me figure this out. I don't want you to feel that you're stuck. And I don't want you to feel like there is no other alternative because you do have options. It's just a matter of you saying, yeah, you know what, this is me, this is my experience. Now I need to reach out and get some help. I need to take one baby step, one tiny micro step to do something to make a difference and make a change in my life. So if that's you, if any of this resonates and is hitting home and you're just like, oh my gosh, Susie, yes, this is exactly how I feel, then please take me up on my offer. I do 30-minute discovery calls where you tell me your scenario, what it is that you're experiencing, and then I share with you how I can help you. I want to listen to what you're going through. I want to help you through that journey. I want you to be, feel like you're just going to suffer through it and force your way into this. And so through this discovery call, we're just going to chat about what options you have and how we can work together. And that way you don't stay stuck in this miserable, toxic workplace. You deserve more. You are worthy of more. And I just want to remind you of that. So down in today's show notes, you're going to see a link that you can snag a spot for a 30 minute session with me. And it's absolutely free, no strings attached, nothing whatsoever that you're committing to. It's just a conversation. And it's just your first step. That's really the truth of the matter. It's your first step, first step in saying, you know what? Yeah, this is a problem. Yes, this is a challenge that I'm faced with. And now I just wanna know what can I do next? And that's what we can talk about. So please don't stay stuck. Don't let your fear hold you back because I know that fear will do that to us. And just book your session with me so that we can have this conversation. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you and I hope that you have a great day. Was there a golden nugget or two that made you instantly think of a friend or loved one who could use some inspiration? If you've ever had someone text you something that made them think of you, it puts the biggest smile on your face, doesn't it? If you can share this episode with one person, imagine the ripple effect we can have together.